Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello there and welcome back to Taken Off Air where we have a Stefan, a Hello. Jordan who is sort of here in spirit but possibly not here. His camera's on I don't know. I don't know if he'll talk but he might. We don't know. But he's here in spirit. And we've got Jay who... Sorry, we don't have Jay because yeah. he's busy at work. We have Jay's spirit, which means we may have technical difficulties. That's what we're going to blame don't, it don't, on. Don't do that. Don't tempt it. This episode could go well. <laughs> Stefan is hosting the connection, so we'll see if Jay's spirit has leaked into his computer. Well, hopefully not, because typically things. I do have more stable connection. You don't really want to say <laughs> that and jinx it either, but you know. You say fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we have decided to try a sort of little bit something different. We have did it last week, and we're doing it again this week, and it's sort of a Keyword thing. So we choose uh, a couple of keywords, three or four keywords, and we each like find a bit, bit and pieces to do with it. I've just hit my mic twice. Yes. I do apologize. Uh, bits and pieces, sort of, to do with the keyword that we can link into each other. So it's not just me having the topics all the time. Yeah, I should... did notice that I'm finding them all the time because I'm sort of the host, but yes. it gives them a chance to find them as well. Yeah, so we did, we did notice that while everyone usually has random odd stuff to talk about, we just chat about it kind of in our normal lives and in, in our group chat that we have. Um, we just talk about random things all the time, uh, but it's always kind of brings topics. Uh, and we don't, usually the stuff we rabbit about behind the scenes doesn't get onto here, but sometimes it's quite interesting. So what we decided was the whole point of this, the whole start of this was Kyle will just bring a random top bomber and then we kind of react to it and talk about it so we don't know what the episode's going to be about before we start. We didn't want to lose that, so we didn't want to be like, right, send what you've got and we'll see if we can find stuff to go with it. So Kyle literally picks a keyword or two from his topics um, and puts them in the group chat um, late this time really, but usually the day before we're about Sorry. to record. <laughs> it's alright. And then we find just stuff, just Stuff that link with them words, if you like. Yeah, I will say the reason I've sent it late is because we are recording a day early this weekend because I am away, possibly. Yeah. No, definitely. You I am what? away and I don't know if I'll have connection or anything to be able to come on. Jay will probably be at work, which means you would be left with Stefan and Jordan. And we all know Jordan doesn't talk very much, so you would be left with Stefan talking and Jordan going, yep. Or randomly saying something every once well, in a while. Well, he hasn't even turned his mic or on. So it would, <laughs> or it would de- descend into sports talk and about football and cricket, yes. which we all know we don't want this to turn into a football podcast because there's enough of those out there already. I have to find something. I have one thing about sport that does work. Hold on. Uh... Sorry. So, <laughs> while, while, while he's finding that... I do have um, I'll let you finish. It's also, we did start taking off air as a sort of, we say a lot of stupid random shit. Should we put it on the internet? And it sort of descended into this madness. So you are stuck with our madness because we all decided, we say some stupid shit. This, this actually started because of me and you sitting having a random argument about something. I can't remember what it was, but I remember it was ridiculous. 
And it was just a, no, well, what about, blah, blah, blah. And, and Jay was just sitting absolutely pink in the face, falling off the bed because he was, was sitting in your room laughing. And he was like, why don't we record this shit? Because me and you literally spent an hour arguing about something. It was totally fucking pointless. I do remember it was kind of, um, what do you call it, like theoretical. It was something to do with something we watched, so possibly Star Wars or something. I don't know. Uh, but I do remember it was just an hour of just back and forth, and every time it tailed off and went quiet, we thought about something else for like two minutes, and then one of them would go, no, because blah, blah, blah. And then Jay was just creasing, he was like, we need to record this. So that's how this yeah. started. <laughs> so if you want more random, if you want us to go back to that a little bit and just randomly talk about stupid shit and argue with each other for an hour straight, <sighs> let one know, because I am fucking happy to do that. We have plenty to argue about, especially one things like Overcooked, when you don't get out the fucking way! Don't talk to me about Overcooked, because I re-downloaded and tried to play with Nina, and it was still impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It is impossible, but I love it so much. Don't your mic needs to be a little bit closer here, required, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read you. This is how you explain a game uh, uh, to someone who doesn't understand it, right? Uh, I want you to listen to the end. I don't want you to cut in, but I want you to guess when we're finished. And I'll go to Kyle first, because I think Jordan's more likely to get this, what the sport is. Are you ready? Okay. Right. You have two sides. One out in the field and one in, Right. Each man that's in the side that go, that's in goes out, and when he's out, he comes in, and the next man goes in until he's out. When they're all out, the side that's out comes in, and the side that's been in goes out and tries to get those coming in out. Sometimes you get men still in, but not out. A man goes out. A ma- when a man goes out to go in, the men who are out try and get him out, and when he is out he goes in and the next man in goes out and goes in there are two men who stay out all the time and decide when the men who are in are out when both sides have all been in and all the men have been out and both sides have been out twice after all the men have been in including those who are not out that is the end of the game and the winner is declared if there is one me and Jordan both know what this is (laughs) go on the candle baseball it isn't it isn't. No. It sounds a lot like baseball slash softball. Jordan, do I play this sport? Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket tail. Hold, hold on a I'm second. I'm going to go one better than to send you. I found out that hold, I can get this on the I'm going to send you that. <laughs> hold on. I'm trying to figure out what two men constantly stay out, because as far as my memory goes for cricket... The umpires? Yeah, but there's a, isn't there only ever one umpire? No, two. Two. Uh, Wait, that's why I didn't get it because I, I was thinking baseball. You've got the you've got the person who catches the ball. You've got the umpire. You don't in. I thought in cricket you just had one umpire. Like fo- like football, you've got like. I, yeah, one I, get, I get I get what you're saying, but if you're counting the also what's it I will catcher say, in in baseball is that what it's called the guy behind yeah if you're counting him then you have to count the uh, wicketkeeper and cricket is the same thing. So mm. your logic's kind of flawed. Because he's Wait, I, the, I the catcher's know. playing for the field and team, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know how baseball works. I always just it's just two teams. Hand, it's, I, it's just rounders. Yeah. But, like, cricket, uh, like, from what I've... Bear in mind, the only cricket I've ever actually watched is Jordan playing. <laughs> they only ever have one umpire, and they'll have breaks every five minutes for drink breaks, and they are absolutely terrible. I can say this because he's not listening. I was going to say, are you saying that they're terrible as in the, them playing it? And you're saying that because he's back? Oh, all right, okay. 
We can't talk shit about him anymore. I don't. <laughs> I love how his camera's so high up, so he's just so small. Maybe he is just small. He's just sunk. <laughs> <laughs> he's just slowly sinking down. <laughs> is it well, I, thought, I, I thought we need someone that looked like you. <laughs> we'll just be left with a forehead. That's why I'm so high up in my camera frame. I thought we need someone that looks like Bill. <laughs> your ch- yeah, your ch- I love your, how your chain's not big enough. Is that an insult to myself? <laughs> I love how I'm the only one who's got like a sort of middle center cam. You're sort of zoomed in and making well, yourself look big. To be fair, sort of like shrunk down and everything. Oh, when fuck. I'm sitting, how am meant to be sitting? That's For okay. Sake. There we go. Well, it's because I'm leaning it's forward. It's just when you're leaning forward. And shit. <laughs> you're being imposing. Who's yes. Tiny Cox? What? Who's Tiny Cox? Is it just a guy? No, you. there's usually a reason why you have... Yeah, he's a guy. Wait there. It's it's always... It's always a real person. Anybody, anybody that doesn't know, you should know by now, listeners should know by now, but if anybody doesn't know, Stefan always picks finds a name that is utterly ridiculous and cannot be real, but somehow is a real person. You want to know how and good this one is, though? Sometimes they work in a field that makes it e- sound even worse, so... Yes. Today's name is Tiny Cox. Well, the best one I was getting was the Doctor, but usually it's just a kind of a guy that was on the news or a random person or something. But this one is brilliant because he's a Dutch politician. <laughs> uh, he's been but, the, he's a member of the Socialist Party and has been the party's lead leader in the Senate since the 10th of June 2003. Uh, his real name is... Oh, I might get this wrong. Mart- Mart- Martinus or Martinus? No, Martinus Josephus Maria Cox. But his nickname is Tiny, so it's Tiny Cox. Why is his nickname Tiny? I don't know. Dutch. Is it one of those ones where he's actually tiny, like he's he's short? Or is it one of the ironic ones where he's just a massive mountain and everybody calls him Tiny is like a sort of irony? See if you can get a picture and see if he's just this massive mountain. Imagine that, the mountain from Game of Thrones, you find out his name's Tiny Cox. (laughs) Uh, Hold on. Right, okay, I found something, well, not not helpful. I wonder if I can find find something not helpful. It's got an official site. Everything we find is not helpful. I don't think we've ever helped anybody in our lives. Well, I found a guy called Tony Cox who also gets called Tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know Brian Cox. Yeah, I've heard him. I know of Brian Cox. (laughs) I was going to say, I've never met him. (laughs) I like how Jordan's screen sharing, but we're not live on Facebook or anything, so we're the only ones that can say it. Well, that's all as long as he's screen sharing us. I don't know how tall he is because it doesn't say it. It tells you when he's born and where he's from and shit. It usually tells you uh, on like Wikipedia pages and stuff. It usually has the height sometimes. Misread uh, and thought he lived in Titburg in the Netherlands, but it's not. It's called Tilburg. Because that oh, would just that be, would be brilliant. <laughs> well, Tiny Cox lives in Titburg. <laughs> Dude, on top that of being be the amazing. general secretary, so he's general secretary Cox. <laughs> Mister Cox, get in touch. We need to talk. Yeah, I don't know why he's called Tiny. There's nothing about him. We need to talk. Tell us why you call Tiny. Right, shall we go to our first batch of topics? Yeah, because I feel like this is getting... Oh, I found a a political website from the Netherlands. Oh, dear Lord. 
Does it, yeah, try not to go political, especially with what's going on now, but I will say, does it look like a candy store for a drugman? I don't know what to do with the cookies, because I don't, Aknod and Neat Aknod, Neat Aknod must mean no fuck off. Oh, anyway. Yeah, I would assume. Oh, shit, it's changing. Oh, it's back. Stefan's wandering again. I've, I, why do I always end up on foreign websites when we do this? I found a tab called Worldly. Because you are German and you immediately go to invade other people's websites. <laughs> you've went to Sweden, you've went to France, now you're on Dutch. Dutch is trippy, man. Are you trying to... Yeah, eat word, lid. The Dutch have some words that are so similar to ours, but they mean something completely different. It's Stan amazing. Putin. Putin? What's he doing there? I don't know. Standing. Right. <laughs> Do you know economy is I... just economy, but with I at the end instead of Y? Yeah, I love it. Right, okay, I'm going to get off I the will Dutch say... political websites. Hi. Right, the first topic. It's to do with colour, my dear gents, because that mm. was the first keyword I sent. <laughs> and I think this could completely and utterly like cause an argument or something between us. Not so much with Jordan, because I don't know if he would be fussed. Challenge but I know accepted. possibly with Stefan, <laughs> because Stefan uh, does like is arsy and likes being specific and pedantic. Oh, and I don't give a flying uh, shit. Uh, this is the this is the thing of I found this while scrolling through social media and stuff. Oh, so God. it is quite interesting. But but I've done some a little bit of research and there is a reason why it's a topic. Right. Uh, and it's the thought that maroon is just navy red. No, I agree with this because it is. So why is blue navy dark blue is navy blue? So yes. why is maroon not navy red? Also we've established the, that there's no such colour as brown. The reasoning, right? It does actually go into reason and everything. Uh, Navy Blue was named for its use in the British Royal Navy in the mid-1700s. Maroon Uh, is a French evolution of the... Fuck's sake. Sorry, an evolution of the French marron, meaning chestnut, because because maroon is a brownish red like a chestnut. Uh, Uh, However, however, if you break it down to simplicity and don't go off where the name came from, uh, navy blue is a darker and more desaturated blue. Maroon is a darker and more desaturated red. So which what means if... it can be a navy red. This goes down onto a wild spiral because then you green? get things... Yes, you get things such as navy green, navy purple, navy yellow, and then you also join grey. Because if you think about it, grey is just a darker and desaturated white. Uh, I, do you know what? I don't know what. <laughs> I've frozen your brain, you know, um, even arguing, I'm amazed. Yeah, I know, it's just, I get but it, it, but it, it I would is... usually agree, but it's the fact of it's called navy blue because the navy used it. So yeah. it's like British race and green. So British race and green is the equivalent, so it should be British race and blue, if that's the case. And Hon- British race honestly, and yellow. honestly, someone's done a colour chart. Navy green does look like British racing green. That's what I'm saying. It's, they've been given it uh, for reasons. reasons. Uh, so. And navy yellow, uh, the official name of it is mustard, because of course it's the colour oh, mustard. So mustard would, be na- mustard would be navy yellow. I, I, found, I found quite a bit of our colour. 
Right, I did find some facts about Bob, but I don't want to read a list so I can skip through. There's two that I found quite interesting. But in general, I found I found a few things about cars. So I found out that with cars, yeah, yes, uh, there has been research uh, that white is the safest car color to have, and I have a white car. So fuck you, Kyle. Red's one of the most dangerous. Uh, so it's all about how many <laughs> the percentage of getting in accidents and stuff. Um, and white is 12% less likely to be in an accident than a black car. Uh, white's the safest. Then um, yellow, uh, which has actually ranked higher than white in some studies, cream. And it's to do with basically the easier to see, uh, the more recognizable. Um, black is the worst, uh, then blue, then red. Um, and also, yellow cars have the highest resale value. Uh, this was done by a study really? of a load of cars that uh, a load of cars that were new. What the resale value was um, three years later, but it, it wasn't. It was like, for example, they chose one particular make and model of car, and they done the the when one got a three year old and had a similar amount of miles on and a good service history, so the things you'd be looking for. It was then so then they'd find examples like that and find all with the same kind of miles and stuff like that and the same treatment. Uh, and they've done like all different colors and they've done that for loads of different cars and they reckon that yellow is the best one and silver's the worst. I'm assuming even though silver's because... the most popular color. I'm assuming it's because well, that's the thing you would assume since silver's the most popular color, you would assume that it's in worse conditions than the others because loads of people have them. Yeah. But at the same time, yellow. It's a colour that you don't see very often, and when you do usually see it, it's being driven by either a like, very new driver, or yeah. it's like an old granny type thing. It's someone who isn't going <laughs> to... Very... Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's someone who, is, who isn't going to rev the tits off it, isn't going to crash it or anything, or like intentionally crash it or anything like that, and who is probably going to take care of it because they're going to drive it once a week down to the bingo. Yeah. So I think it's sort of a psychological thing of you imagine that the person in a yellow car isn't going to be a boy racer who's been running around the streets. It's the type of person who goes to bingo once a week compared to a red car where you immediately think, oh, it's some yobbo shaft. What I, what I did find out as well is about colour and sticking with the theme of yellow. Yellow and another colour together induces hunger. Which other colour? What do you think? Brown. You're close. I would have... I would... I see, what colour does almost said... every fast food chain have in its logo somewhere and in the restaurants? What colour are most seats and shit? Red, yeah. Red. red and yellow. Red and yellow together make you hungry, and that's why McDonald's will be exploited for fucking years. So when you drive past a fast food chain, you see red and yellow and bright colours and stuff like that. You see particularly red and yellow together, and you smell it as well. You're like, oh, I'm hungry. I didn't, I didn't feel hungry before. But then you think, oh, it's because I can smell the food. It's not. It's just as much to do with you can see the colours. I watch some that's worrying me now. Well, you're looking that's around for red and yellow stuff. <laughs> Because I've got the bright red bullshit bullshit button <laughs> next to bright yellow lighter fluid just there, and I look at it every single day because it's right on. next to the TV. The lighter fluid has a red top and red right mode, so technically lighter fluid makes you hungry. It does, follow. <laughs> I've got a colour thing as well. 
It does. It's got the... It's red yeah. and yellow with a bit of navy blue. Going back to the navy blue. <laughs> Pretty sure it's blue. Honestly, navy, bl- navy blue, right? I've just had a look. It was called marine blue because it's also called marine white, which is the other colour they wear. Yeah. And eventually, at some point, they changed it to navy blue because they realised the navy was specifically using it. And then yeah. it just got adopted by all the other navies in the world and it became a thing. Go on then, Jordan. You had something. Actually, it's about colour psychology and how it's used as alternative treatment. Also, by the way, somehow I managed to concave lighter fluid and not blow it up. I don't know how. Yeah, let's not question that. Anyway, Joel. <laughs> yes, in, in this treatment, apparently red is used to stimulate the body and mind to increase circulation. Yeah. Yellow is thought to stimulate the nerves and purify the body. Orange so is... We, in... are both being, we are both being stimulated and purged at the same time when we say a McDonald's sign. Yes. And he's hungry. <laughs> Orange is used to heal the lungs and to increase energy levels. What? Hold on. What? The fruit or the colour? The colour. I've not... Which came first? Hold on. So if colour? you get COVID, you just need to look at an orange and it'll heal your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Look at John's Willie's witch doctor bullshit. <laughs> uh, blue is believed to soothe illnesses and treat pain. Is that why the NHS's logo is blue? It quite possibly is. To no, be no, no. Sorry, my laptop has just popped up. You need to restart your computer now. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Right in the middle of the screen, I'm like, no. <laughs> Indigo shades are for to elevate skin problems. I do know that pink is meant to make you less angry. It's soothing. Well, it's not really to do with sport, but it, do you know if people get taken away at St. James Park from their sta- seats, they get put into a pink room to calm down? Yeah, because pink is calming. Uh, it's, it's a soothing colour. It's a warm and soothing colour, but whereas red can be a bit more aggressive, it's like a soft colour. So maybe we should paint colours So do you, know, do you know how Manchester United wear red? Is that because, why Man United, everyone hates Man United? Because they wear red. Because it makes do them you... angry, yeah. Don't you dare make my fucking room pink. I was like, what? I've got a pink pot, and that's the only pink thing in my room, I think, other than, like, faded red things. No no wonder people hate Sunland as well, because they wear red. Red and white? What is white? What, so so we just piss people off constantly? Or make them hungry. I don't know if white works the same as yellow. Right, let's see. What if... Wait, hold on. Before we do that, yeah, John's still talking, and I've got other things. What effects does... All right, before you do that, then. Um, Oh, while you're doing that, I should say. I do have... I found a colour called Pantone 448C. Right? Which is referred to as... Go on, then. Sorry, it just, it it's whenever someone says Pantone, I just think of the fucking hair adverts. It's Pantene. Same fucking thing. It's just <laughs> Frenchified. Uh, it is the ugliest color in the world. Is it like a horrible brownie diarrhea yes. color? Yes. Thing? Yeah. It is described as drab, dark brown. Uh, it was selected in 2012 as the colour of plain tobacco and cigarette packaging in Australia after more researchers determined that it was the least attractive colour. 
But this is the best thing about this. This is fucking Australian. It's all over, isn't it? The Australian Department of Health initially referred to the colour as olive green, but the name was changed after concerns were expressed by the Australian Olive Association. Why? <laughs> also, who has an olive association? Australia, apparently. Yeah, it's the same colour that you get on uh, packaging cigarette packages in France, the UK, Ireland, Israel, Norway, New Zealand, Slovenia, Saudi Do Arabia, what? Uruguay, Thailand, Turkey, Belgium, and the Netherlands. Uh, it's also been widely used, but erroneously reported as being opaque couche, uh, which basically is French for layered opaque. Um, Most of the cigarette packets I've seen in England are black. I don't know if you can say that as a colour. That's black. The- it it no it it is a dark brown but it is basically like two shades of black. So it's like that's in Netherlands. So basically, so basically, what the color of the tab packets? It's not really black. It's kind of I'm gonna have to screen share it and have a proper it, look because it's it, not it, black. It does it does look like it's like two shades of black to me. It's do I know it what looks the, like shit? Do I know what effect the color white does? Yes, go for it. White offers an inner cleansing and purifying of your thoughts, emotions, and ultimately your spirit, refreshing and strengthening your entire energy system. I've found the reason why the NHS uses different colours. Go on then. So we've all been researching random shit while I've been chatting. Yes. <laughs> uh, what, white is an essential design element and can be valued as both a colour and a spatial element. It is key to the overall identity and design for NHS. The NHS bright blue is our primary blue. It reflects the trust and security of the brand while also promoting a fresh and contemporary feel. NHS blue is presented in the NHS logo and is used to reflect the master brand. NHS dark blue is a primary highlight colour. It is our used selective. It is used selectively to reflect our technical expertise. The yellow is used to reflect our innovation and vibrancy. The dark grey is a supporting colour, providing a soft contrast to the main blue colour. Grey tints can be used for user interfaces. Uh, the mid grey can be used as a supporting colour as, as well as a soft contrast to blue. Uh, and the pale, the pale grey. Is the same thing. So they don't have reasons for the pale grey, but they do have reasons for the yellow, which is for their innovation and vibrancy, dark blue, which is for technical expertise, which is why the higher station nurse and doctor you are, usually the darker your uniform is, and sometimes you have yellow stripes. Uh, and then the others are just to represent the bland and sort of the cleanliness feel and everything, because of course everybody associates white with cleanliness. Sorry, I'm back. I had to eject some cats. No, it's all good. But yeah, this because white is clean, is cleanliness. They've got that, and the blue is just you've got your different shades of blue, which sort of are different specialties. And yellow is innovation, apparently. So see, that cigarette packet has innovation on it. Can you see this? Yes, I can see this. Can you see how it's not quite black, but it is a horrible brown color. Yes, I agree that it probably is a good color. It, 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 I don't know. I feel like if they managed to get that horrible yellowy, browny, diarrhea, sick color, that would be worse because everybody can instantly identify that as something they do not want to touch. 
Uh, hold on, then. I like how you're looking for yellow brown and seeing if you can find that colour. Well, that happens. I've also found the, you mean. I've also found the effects of black. The effects of black. Black's usually associated with depression and darkness. Do you mean kind of the colour? Oh, whoa! The colour black affects the mind and body by helping to create an incompatibilitous feeling, boosting confidence and appearance, increasing the sense of potential and possibility, or producing feelings of emptiness, gloom, or sadness. So, Kyle, wh- why aren't you wearing black? Oh, wait, you are. I'm always wearing black. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my wardrobe is black. Are you saying that kind of Actually, feelings of sadness? <laughs> yes. I did, I did accidentally realise today that my entire suit was black and red because my suit jacket is black with a red inline. My, sh- my shirt was red with black highlights. My waistcoat's black. My tie was black, was sorry, red with sort of black stripes spiraling down. And of course, I've got the black pants, black socks, and black shoes. So I am black and red, so I am anger and sadness. So basically, the Bible. <laughs> Essentially, you're Lucifer. I am Lucifer. Why not? But Embrace not good, it. But not the good Lucifer. Yeah. Some of the things that I learned about colours is that um, oh, colourblind oh, people oh, tomorrow. Um, have I'm better sending, night vision. I'm, I'm sending you just a quick picture. Yeah, because they don't have, the brain doesn't have to deal with all the different contrasts and pigments and stuff. It can just focus in on what it knows. It's, it has to remove yeah. less colours. Because when you're in the dark, you can't see the colours, but your brain's constantly trying to find colour. Right, yeah, so... If you're already colour blind, you're not trying to find that colour. So, so that's what I thought. I was thinking it's like you you are used to saying this is green and this is blue and this is red, and, and then suddenly it's not, so then it makes you kind of second guess it, maybe it makes you strain or whatever. Um, but it's yeah. not... Actually, it's much simpler than that. Oh, it's not really anything to do with that, because that's what I thought. It's apparently the rods in our eyes are naturally more responsive to dim light, so therefore they can literally see better in the dark. Fair do. Uh, Jordan, the reason I've sent that is because that's one of the versions of the yellow that I'm on about because it just looks like very dehydrated piss. Yes, but it, does it look is like in fact from piss. a glow stick. It's from a glow stick. It's Kyle, one, of the, uh, one Kyle, of the yellow glow sticks. Have you just pissed in? A, have you just pissed in that? Well, speaking of yellow, no. yellow, yellow makes you dizzy apparently, which is why they don't use it on airplanes. Really? Fair yeah. Do. But um, why in every American film, when they have the oxygen thing, the oxygen thing is yellow? Because you're probably because already nauseous and dizzy if you're in a plane crash. It's, <laughs> it's because it's we associate yellow and red as emergency colours on yeah. signs and stuff, like fire exits are yellow and red. And the, if all the cab lights go off, you can probably life... kind of make out the yellow. Yeah, the life buoys, the life um, rafts, uh, bright yellow and red. The wait, yellow with like red writing and highlights and stuff. The That's it. leaflets, all that sort of stuff. No, John, so the, John brings up a good point. To be bright. John brings up a good point. So I get it's yellow, it's bright, it's safety. But apparently, you can just induce nausea. Apparently, Van Gogh suffered from it really bad, uh, more than most people. Um, but is that because he painted in yellow the most over anybody? <laughs> I don't think he did. No, he used dark colors, man. Um, no, he did but, use yellow sometimes. Yeah, obviously, but yeah, but that's it. That, so if if he was like on the Titanic, and they were like, right, get the life rafts. Yellow. You're on the sea, being seasick, and then you're in bright, you're surrounded by bright yellow. 
because the I mean, life be rafts fair, were I think, yellow. I think, <laughs> I think back in those days, there, there weren't, there were just wooden boats and stuff, but like, oh, yeah, point, nowadays, yeah, nowadays, nowadays, the words, they were yellow. Yeah, now, nowadays, they're just See? bright yellow things. Oh, I no, think they, it's more just bright so orange the, now, the, yeah, I think it's orange. just so the the searchlight can sort of see it yeah. because it's a more vibrant colour. The life jackets Foxy. are usually yellow. It's usually a bright orange life raft, but the life jackets are usually bright yellow, which isn't great because you're sitting there floating and you can Hello. see it. So. <clears throat> and there is Unless a... they've changed them as well. There is the a colour that I you can't yellow. see. You know about that? Uh, I don't. I'll be back in one second. I'm just desperate for something. <laughs> I don't know where he's gone. He's muted his mic, so he's not doing a J. <clears throat> I need to find <clears throat> something. Da, 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 da. Hold on. Ooh. I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. Right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically, uh, I, I don't know how... There is... Where's, where's Kyle, you son of a bitch? He's probably Why, where's he the... gone now? He's probably away for a number one. Yeah, no, all right, he's back. Right, Kyle. You little fucker. Yes, sorry, I've taken some tablets and they basically convert all the liquids into in your body into needing to go to the toilet. That's all right. So I've talked to you about it before, I'm sure, right? Uh, as one of the darkest substances known, and it absorbs 99.965% of visible light. So if you paint a circle of it on the floor, it looks like a black hole. Uh, and it's called a I'm, van- I'm black. It is, isn't this the one that was like, it was copyrighted by someone so that only they could have it or something? It was, but do you know what I found out that's even more amazing? Uh, someone else made a made the brightest pink yes. which was copyrighted so that everybody else could use and other than the artist who made the yes. band of black so, so he's nobody... the only person in the world that can't use it yeah he's also artist anish kapoor right uh, is legally banned from from using the world's pinkest pink right uh, but the best thing about it is that if you want this, you are obliged to agree to a legal declaration that states you are not Anish Kapoor, that you are in no way affiliated to Anish Kapoor, and that you are not purchasing this item on behalf of Anish Kapoor or an associate or an associate of So you have to sign a legal imagine, documentation um, to say I don't oh, I've got nothing to do with them. So they can never imagine be Imagine if you've never heard of this story. You just go you're just looking <laughs> just for this colour and just go just go this looks like an interesting colour. Can I buy it from you? And then they just slam a legal document on your desk going, <laughs> right, you have to sign that. Who the fuck's Nish Kapoor? Anish. Anish Kapoor. Yeah, so... It, I don't know. Um, the, right, so... Um, this this is brilliant because... Uh, 
the Sinish Kapoor basically made the Vanta Black, which is the world's darkest black, and then copyrighted to know these people have used it since uh, BMW painted a car in it for like a publicity stunt. Uh, there's loads of people using it for different things now. You can't get a hold of it or close to it, but it is very expensive. Um, but yeah, so uh, he said, so basically nobody could, if you even if you wanted to, you couldn't paint a paint that had the world's blackest black and the world's brightest pink in it, no matter who you are in the world. Because you are either at the, it's this point, you were either in Kapoor and you could use the world's blackest black, but no one else could. But everyone else in the world could use the world's pinkest pink, and you couldn't. Fair uh, do. But the best thing about it, uh, despite the ban, the Indian-born British artist, uh, the highest-ranking figure on the Dazine Artist Hot List, got his hands on samples pink shade of a reflective powdered pigment that repels light to affect a powerful, of fl- powerful fluorescence. Kapoor posted a picture of his middle finger dipped in the paint uh, with the caption, <laughs> up yours, hashtag pink. Upset by Kapoor's actions, Semple put out a call to find out who, who find out how he stole the colour. He claims it was a very shoddy inside job. I was really sad and disappointed that he felt so left out that he needed to orchestrate some kind of conspiracy to steal our pink, he told the zine. Uh, Semple also said that he's determined that Kapoor should be punished for his actions, or at least apologise. <laughs> Imagine if this turns into a massive lawsuit and it's just like you owe me a million pounds. Why? Because you used my pink. This is brilliant, though. This is uh, this is the most British fucking argument ever. So he was like, he should he should be held accountable for his actions, or at least apologise. He then went on to say, yeah. "We'll be dobbing him in. He will be told off, and hopefully that will teach him to share his colours in the future. It would be nice if he owned up and said, sorry, give me my pink back.'" It's the worst. It's the worst case of putting your finger in the pink. Uh, yeah, loads of Instagram people basically said uh, that Kapoor's response was petty and that uh, he should hashtag share the black. A protest hashtag against Kapoor's monopoly of the black shade. Not a bit of defeat by Kapoor. Simple has also created the world's most glittery glitter, the world's greenest green, and the world's yellowest yellow. And urgent purchasers to refrain from sharing any with him or his associates. Uh, <laughs> All the paints are completely sold out on his online shop. Uh, Sempel posted a video of Martin Kapoor of his own, uh, which records himself writing, I will be good, I will share my colours a hundred times with my chalk on a blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> this is just brilliant. So, yeah. Uh, basically... It's just artists being pissy. Yeah. But how British is that? Give me my colour back. Give me my pink back. Or at or least apologize. apologize. <laughs> yeah. Hey Christ! I I want to know, can you get? You know how you've got the rooms where it's so silent that it could deafen you, that sort of thing. Yeah, like yeah. it's so silent that you'll go insane, all those sorts of things. If you paint one of them in Vanta Black, you wouldn't be able to see anything. Is what you're gonna say? So yes. So yeah. Kyle, that, ex- that explains your insanity then. Yeah, I have found a room with Vanta Black and complete silence, and I have made my. I have looked into the abyss, and the abyss looked back into me and said, "Fucking cause chaos, my child." Well, I'll show you, Kyle, because it's hard to kind of. That's the wrong do, button. Do it's mean, hard do, to kind of understand. Not that I'm saying you can't understand. I'm just saying like it's hard to kind of. It's a bit weird, but. Yeah, it's it. So it's one of those blacks where it looks like an. It's one of those blacks where it's an optical illusion where it looks yeah. like it's just. So wrong. it's actually in in the paint itself. It's actually nanotubes that trap the light, so the light goes in, they bounce around inside, and it never comes back out. And that's why it's so effective. So if you can see that car, see how you can't see any features on it. 
it, it does basically look like if you put a stock image into Paint or Photoshop or something, yeah. and then just paint over it with black and don't actually do any features or anything with it. So you can see there, that's how effective it is. It looks like somebody scribbled it out on Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I want some. So imagine a room where everything is just this. Imagine a room where everything is just that. Everything is completely silent. And it's just completely empty and you're told to stand still. No. Even better, <laughs> we need to find a way to make someone hover so that they can't even feel anything. Dude, that way ah, you've got no sense of feel, dude. no sense of sp- set, no sense of touch. So you heard Sorry, of... no sense of touch, no sense of sight, no sense of have... sound. And then we'd have to remove all smells, so it's like the complete no smell. Have smells, you so that... ever seen or yeah. heard of sensory deprivation tanks? Yes. Yeah. It sounds fun. So it the, looks it's very a, a saline solution so you flow. It's a tank that is completely dark, so once you close it, you can't hear anything, you can't see anything, you, you can't smell anything. I think, I don't know if they plug your nose or not. I'll send you a link after this to one. Uh, that's Which quite, is kind, of, kind of a problem, because you always smell something, because even the air has a certain taste and smell, so you can always smell something. Even if they plug your nose, you'll still smell whatever the material the plug is made of. Yeah. Even if there's no air in you in a complete vacuum, you will smell something. Space has a smell, and it's a complete like vacuum sulfur. of nothingness. So... It smells like rotten eggs, because all the sulfur out there. Yeah, so that is going to be one of the hardest things to Ooh. deprivate our senses from, is our sense of taste and smell, because they are Do so you know, closely... Oh, this is completely unlinked, but this is to do with you said space. Do you know what is one of the most abundant uh, gases in the universe? There's absolutely fucking loads of it, but it's really, really hard for us to get it. Uh, to the point where we might run out at some point, and we'll, we'll, we'll run out at some point in the future, maybe soon. Oh, hi- um, hydrogen. No. Helium. Nitrogen. Helium. Oh, sorry. Yes, helium. That's the one. Because it's all over space. I always get hydrogen and helium mixed up. But when if you let off a helium balloon, what happens is it goes up so far, the the balloon bursts. It comes obviously the carcass of it comes back down. Whatever's left, the plastic or rubber or latex or whatever. But the hydro, the helium, sorry, just keeps going. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and we are constantly running, slowly running out of all of our reserves, which means helium balloons. You will eventually run out of them. And the helium balloons balloons will be no more. That's not a bad person, thing. The person who manages to set up a rig on either a rocket or the International Space Station to mine helium will become a fucking billionaire because they will instantly corner the market on that supply. Who will also how expensive it's going to be to make that. They'll have to be a billionaire in the first place. I kind of feel like someone on the International Space Station is probably already working on it. <laughs> There's three, there's three or four nations up there at a time. They've got to compete for so, to do something. Yeah, not mine. It's you. usually something. It's usually something to do with money that will get their country richer and make them rich, or it's something to do with exploration. In which case, even then, helium could be useful in exploration. Yeah, I ha- I have something, but unrelated. Well, then. It's what I said in the group chat the other day. About the UK driver. Where UK drivers can be fined £5,000 for wearing baggy jeans or long dresses. 
So I didn't read this, but I, I'm I, guessing I can, I can sort I can sort of link this into space because can you can you imagine a spaceman wearing baggy jeans or baggy trousers and accidentally getting a cause on a lever or something? Well, aren't the trousers baggy anyway? Because they get in them. Well, still wearing trousers. Um, I think they've got the whole. I think they've got like clamps or something at the bottom, so it doesn't just flare out and catch on stuff. Like I don't know, but I feel like that should be a thing. Because what if it just catches on something? Yeah. So I'm we're, we're bad enough with t-shirts and stuff catching on door handles. Yeah. What's it like in space where everything's floating around? You're gonna catch something. I know everything's taped down with Velcro and like everything's stuck to the walls and stuff, but you're still gonna catch something. You've made a mistake. It's not. It's an iron loop fastener. Velcro is a company that made it. Yes, okay. Do you know there's yeah. a thing? I can't remember the name of it. I'll, I'll find it at some point. I can't remember the name of it. But basically, it's there's a thing where Velcro... So Velcro makes this iron loop fastener, right? Which hundreds of other people make. Uh, but their company becomes famous. The problem with that becomes that when you say something like that, you're like, oh, yeah, stick it out with some Velcro or something. You could go and buy any Velcro. It doesn't have to be theirs, Right? Everybody knows that I knew Fasteners as Velcro, so now it's very, very hard for Velcro to copyright and remain in control of the brand because it's internationally recognised as just an I knew Fasteners. So anybody can use the word Velcro, even though it's technically a brand name because it, they can't, basically can't hold the copyright because everybody just used it for any fastener that's out. I'm sure I read something on this, and the reason is because basically they didn't copyright it soon enough, and by the time they did get around to trying to copyright it, it was just so well known that it, it the like the courts wouldn't allow it because it was just a well known brand of yeah, but that. but it's not just that. Oh, it's not just that. Um, I'll I'll find it now. Um, there are but, American photocopiers. Um, whilst you do that, can I finish my article? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm yes, yes. Up on this, but yeah, it's a not Xerox, just. Sorry, sorry, Jordan. Keep... There you go, uh, Xerox. Um, so, right, a couple of things about photo. So, uh, Xerox is a really uh, popular photocopier brand. So, in America, everybody in uh, in America uh, calls photocopiers Xerox. Cop- or, you know, I don't know if it's Xeroxes or Xerox machines or what, but. Basically every photocopier. So Xerox absolutely fucking hates it. Um, and it's the same with aspirin. Aspirin is a brand name, not a medication, but everyone calls it a medication. Um, and it's all... because it can t- it's because it, it's also the name for a chemical, isn't it? It's like the, the not chemical aspirin is in it. Not technically. It usually says it contains aspirin or things like that. Yeah, but it's not. It's not that. It's that's what it's become known as. Aspirin was a brand name. Hmm. Um, and also, uh, the guy who invented it called Chester Carlson, who invented the photocopier, uh, basically he worked in a law office and he had to copy loads and loads and loads of legal documents by hand for years. And he got severe arthritis in his hands because of it. And he got so pissed off that he wanted to invent a machine that would copy things for him. And that's how the photocopier was made. That's how a lot of machines are made. Just someone gets the them. mother of all invention. So and and <coughs> efficiency is just clever laziness. Yes, that's true. Anyway, Jordan, please continue yes. about your pants. Yeah, right. It's not just if you are wearing baggy jeans, a long skirt, or a dress. You can also get fined flip flops for wearing the wrong choice of footwear. Yeah. 
uh, you could be running the risk of £5,000 fine if you're pulled over by the police. And also, you could get points on your licence for this. Yeah, so... I I have an issue with this. I'll, go, I'll let you continue first. Then. It's just purely because who hasn't gone to the beach and then decided, ah, fuck it, I'll drive home barefoot, or ah, fuck it, I'll drive home in sandals what? or something. Okay, so this is, this is the lazy. thing. This is the thing. A lot of people believe that it's illegal to drive barefoot in the UK, and it isn't. It's perfectly legal. Uh, the only factor is if you can maintain complete control of the car at all times. So if you are pulled over and you are perfectly just to wear pedals and you're perfectly uh, competent with your feet and stuff like that, that's fine. If you are barefoot and for whatever reason your feet are slipping off the pedals or whatever, or you've got tiny feet that don't operate the pedals properly, or you're wearing flip-flops, which can very easily become tangled or whatever, or fall off, that's an issue. Yeah. So I completely agree. I, my girlfriend drives in flip-flops sometimes, and I, f- I give her wrong all the time for it. Flip-flops and high heels yeah. are not safe to drive in. It's... Flip-flops and high heels, no. I will admit, I have more control driving my car in, in trainers <laughs> and, and barefoot than I do in my normal footwear. Yeah. Because I, because, because I wear boots, because if people couldn't tell from my attire, I am a little bit of a goth or emo or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Basically, I like boots, I like black, I like skulls. Fuck off. Um, but because my because my boots are so big, sometimes yeah, every once in a while I, w- <laughs> I will just catch myself sort of accidentally hitting two pedals at once because I'm not concentrating and like I'm half asleep or something. Yeah, so so it's a it's a mixture of basically also don't literally recommend... being so out of it that I, sh- I probably shouldn't be driving anyway. Yeah. But like just. So, your, the, your foot catches two pedals at once. Yeah, so I don't do like that, that, but I have a similar kind of thing where I drive I drive most of my time in trainers. I wear trainers a lot because I'm not an eccentric... What, what did you say? Evil goth kind of thing, whatever you want to call us. I, I, I prefer well, to yeah, see you a bit eccentric. I've, I've, <laughs> I've been called everything under the sun in the past. I've been, called, I've, I've been called emo by goths because I don't wear the full <laughs> gothic makeup and stuff. And I've been called goth by emos because I'm more emo than them and all sorts. So Yeah, so uh, I, I, have, I just wear trainers and I'm fine. I'm happy driving about my car trainers and stuff. But I find it easier. So I should, and I do sometimes, drive to work with my trainers in my car. Then I change them my work boots. And then obviously I drive a work van. Now the work van is like there is more space, there is more pedal space naturally. It's a van. It's chunky. Yeah, you're meant to be wearing yeah. work boots when you're driving it most of the time, so it's designed that way. Um but then most of the time when I come home I just want to get home. So I just jump in the car, don't bother putting my trainers on, drive my car and my work boots, which is fine, then I can do it, but I'm constantly kicking at my own feet and like tapping like when yeah. I'm chain, when I'm operating pedals and that's so I get what you mean. It's, it's it's a bit of a faff when your your feet are too big to fit around the pedals. It's actually... yeah, it's just because the the boots get, like add a size to your feet, or yeah. just like the steel toe caps doesn't let you bend your foot the way you're meant to when you drive that yeah. type thing. So it's known as Rule ninety seven of the Highway Code. Yeah, so oh, they should never call it rule. Also, when did the highway code have rules and then numbers? The highway code was always this is this section about signs, this is this section about this. It never had a list of one hundred rules. It says uh, it's probably more than hundred. I have another thing. It, it says the clothing and footwear you choose to wear whilst you are driving must not prevent you from using the controls in the correct manner. Which makes sense. So obviously, they have never been in a car with Kyle because he uses his knees sometimes. Well, yeah, we could get pulled over. That's not his clothing. However, 
However, I am still in control and in a well-handling manner. No, because if there was something going on, you needed to steer aggressively in one direction or the other. You don't have both hands on the wheel. You can't do that with your knees. You can. It just involves you basically kneeing the steering wheel and hurting your knee in the process. No, you can't. You could <laughs> not do an emergency 90-degree turn with your knees. I have never had to do an emergency 90-degree well, turn in point. my life. It's not the point. They also I don't know anybody who has had to do an well. emergency 90-degree turn. I feel you can't drive in a lot of situations, doing an emergency 90-degree turn would be the worst ki- Would be the worst thing you can do. The best thing to do would just be to slam the fucking brakes off. Well, yeah, but all right, so you break, and then you've only got one of the other show. You could lose control well, a lot no, easier. But, it's, it's no, because every, 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 every time I break, I put down the clutch as well. Because that's what I was taught to do. Anyways, about yeah. boots. Yes. Boots, it says yes. huge chunky boots could impair your ability to drive and are also considered unsafe. Yeah, as we've just proved. <laughs> yes. yes. However, they are fucking comfortable and I will not stop wearing also, them. Also, it says take care when driving with sunglasses on. Yeah, what? yeah. So if you leave your sunglasses on and it becomes a low light situation, you can also get wrong for it because obviously then you. It's. Yeah. It says I mean, it means that your per- peripheral vision is obscured. Yeah. Right, one, your peripheral vision is obscured by the fucking pillars in the car, especially and with some mates. if you wear just glasses. <laughs> and if you wear just glasses, yeah. But my, sungla- my sunglasses don't have fucking rims on them, so they don't have anything there. They've literally just got there. So I forget they exist because they are so clear to me. And I have driven home at one o'clock in the morning wearing them because I've forgotten I've been wearing them, and they've made they've <laughs> yes, made Kyle, no that's fucking beca- difference. Yes, that's because that is morning to you, Kyle. And even though it is morning, it is your time when you are awake fully. Still a point. <laughs> also, I've got a pair. I've got a pair of sunglasses that just make the world yellow. It doesn't. It sort of makes it darker, but like. Not in a darker way, it just makes everything yellow, and somehow that makes the sun less harmful to my eyes. I, I, have so, I, I also have respect for a pensioner here. Which one? Why? Is the pensioner said, fuck you? No, pensioner fined £5,000 for going for a pint when he should have been isolating. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's just your future, John. A pensioner, a pensioner has been locked up and whacked with a £5,000 fine after he went locked for a up? pint while... What, after he went out for a pint while he should have been self-isolating. Seems a bit harsh. I mean, I don't know, because if he's meant to be self-isolating, that means he's got COVID, which means he's went to the pub while okay. infecting everybody's metal Or he's been in contact with somebody that's if, got COVID. If that's the case, fair enough, but if it was like because he's a vulnerable person and they told him he should isolate, and he's chose to risk his own health to go do it, then that's a bit harsh. Henry McCar- Honestly, I can right, kind of see my have Billy doing it. Yeah, Henry 100%. McCarthy... 79 was told isolate for 14 days after he returned to Guernsey from the UK mainland. Alright, so it police... wasn't for anything, it was just because he went back to a different country. Well, the same country. It was because he, he travelled. Yeah, because yeah, he, he travelled to the UK. But when police came around to check he was following the rules, they found his car had gone. <laughs> the car was... <laughs> when do the police check you following rules? Well, oh, ever. I'm starting to do that now. Right, can I just point out that he wasn't Guernsey? There's probably only like five people on the whole island. They're the only... <laughs> and also, it's probably because Track and Trace probably couldn't get in touch with him, so... Because <laughs> well, right. he was at the pub? <laughs> <laughs> the car was spotted at the car park of a pub called the Krabby Jack. 
Later that day, and inside, McCarthy... I love pub names. And later that day, and inside, McCarthy was found sat at a table with a partially drank pint. He told the cops he'd be there, there for around an hour and that he would believe he was isolated because he was by himself. I mean, I mean how quiet was the pub? Also, when, when did this occur? Because everyone because that, was isolated. That, October 2020, did... last year. Okay, I'm about to say, because this is when the pubs were still open to drink. Just. I think it was just before the lockdown. In court, he admitted the breach and was fined £5,000. He was told he must stay in custody until at least £1,500 of the fine is paid, with the rest due by the end of next month. That's a lot for a fucking pensioner. That's like his entire... That's Yeah, but apparent, apparently it's if you break COVID rules, it's worse than basically any other, punish, any other crime. At the minute. Good the news, thing, guys. Like, I'd, I understand the whole might have been fined £5,000. What I don't like is you have to pay it within a month. I don't get paid £5,000 in a month. How the fuck would I pay that? How the they fuck would care. most people pay that? Most people wouldn't. Care. Right, Kyle, you like pub names. Yes. So I'll found the I, best pub I names do in like the UK. Because they are all, always random as fuck, and there's only one pub I have ever seen that has a purple sign, purple everything, and has purple interior, oh, what was and that? it's in fucking Ashen. What 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 was that pub called that had, um, and someone put a picture of Dominic Cummins, Matt Hancock, and Boris Johnson? I think, it was called, I think it was the Three Dickheads, I think it's called the pub. It was probably just Three Cocks or something. Right, Kyle, do you want to know some of the best pub names in the UK? Go for it, because we'll love we'll put, no, we'll, I don't, the I don't, pub names here are spectacular. I don't necessarily know where they are, but the, the first one is called The Bunghole. Yes. Uh, it's probably off bloody Beavis and thing. <laughs> Beavis and, yeah. and Butthead. Butthead. Uh, the Dirty Duck. Uh, that's an excellent name. I've there got... must be a story behind that name. If a name's like that, it's got a story behind it. Dude, there's a, there's, there's a tavern called The Famous Cock. <laughs> Yes. I bet you it's got a picture of a rooster on it as well. Oh, this one's even better. The Tumble Down Dick Hotel. Ooh, this is reminding us. There's there's a... a drive... There's a... You know those f- food places that drive around burger vans, that type thing? Yeah. There's a, ch- there's a chicken one, and it's classed as sort of insulting, and it's been banned from a, from, like, a city because... To say it's not because of this, but basically their logo is a cock and balls because it's to do with a cock, <laughs> it's to do with a chicken, and the logo looks like it's just the head and then a round bit, which is meant to be its body, but it looks like a cock and balls, and it uses puns that are yeah. basically that, and it's been banned from an entire city because it's so uh, offensive and shit, but it's not. It's just a good laugh, but people are too sensitive nowadays. Yeah. Continue, DSR. <laughs> the Devil's Punch Bowl. <laughs> I like that one. The Elusive oh. Camel. <laughs> the, the Elusive Cow. Camel. The elusive oh, I'm going to say. Right, are you ready? Because I've got a, I've got one here. It's got a picture of four old English soldiers from like the 1800s, right? And in front of yes. us, they're, they're sitting in front of the house and it's called Casa Alba. Right. Right. Which is Italian and it means high house. Yeah? But the pub yeah. has used that as their picture and then called itself the case is altered. 
I've got another one. Fuck's the Hun drawn and quartered. Ooh. Nice. What about the old 13th Cheshire Asti Volunteer Rifleman Court in? It'll be it'll be shortened to the in. There's a lot of them. Like oh, one of the one oh, of the bars oh, in Newsom is the, is the the Newsom Vic Vic Newsom Vict Victory for retired soldiers and servicemen pub or something, and it just gets called the Newsom Vic. Yeah. Can you see my screen right now? The, yes, I love that I'm time. Fucking going for it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? The old 13th Cheshire. Put it back on screen. God damn it. I've got one here. The three legged man, known as locally as the Wonky Donkey. <laughs> the Wonky Donkey. I like it. <laughs> the old 13th Cheshire Astley Volunteer Rifleman Corps in. Cool. You just call it the, you just call it 13th or something. I'm off to the 13th. Yeah, the old, oh, I'm th- off to the the old 13th. What about Dirty Dicks? Yeah. Dirty oh, the guy on the side. He is a dirty dick. Look at him. <laughs> He's a very dirty dick. Yeah. <laughs> I found one here. Po- yeah, ye old cock tavern. I've got a better one. As Stefan's scrolling down to ye old fighting cocks. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna go here. <laughs> the goat and tricycle. <laughs> I feel like that's got a story behind it as well. What? There was some if, guy with his pub names, If pub names don't have stories behind them, they're, they're a bit upsetting. Like, they're a bit disappointing. Sorry, I should say. What about this one then? Where's this name from? Fanny on the Hill. Fanny on the Hill? <laughs> I mean, you've got... If it's on a hill and it's got barmaids... Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Oily Johnny's. The legend of Oily Johnny's. <laughs> yeah, the legend of... I've... <laughs> the, the oh, this woman. is a good one as well. The Nobody In. I like that one. Nobody's In. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure I heard somewhere the... um, Like, you know how Americans don't call things the same as we do? Yeah. I'm sure there was, I'm sure there was something where it's like, they don't... They don't understand... The term rubber, like we call condoms rubbers, they don't call them that, so they get no, confused. No, 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 if you call Dude, them a rubber or so some shit I, like I've that. I've been watching a similar thing, so it's Americans um, learning English words and stuff, and what we would call an eraser, so a pencil eraser, is made out of rubber traditionally, so we in this country call it a rubber. But when you teach Americans that a lot of us just go, it's a rubber, then they get giggly because that just means a condom in their language, and they think that we don't know that. Hmm, fair do. <laughs> I can't remember which way it was, yeah. but I knew that it was something stupid. I bet there's, no there's, well, there's just I bet there's, there's loads of other stories. I bet there's What's no the story po- politicians been at this one. The hairy. Sorry, lady. Jordan. What? I bet there's no politician or celebrities in this one. The jolly taxpayer. <laughs> I like that Jordan. <laughs> I like that pub. I like. I You'd like never Jordan. find it up north, like. I like Jordan's pun on it as well. Yeah, Kyle. What's, yeah. what's your story behind this one? Then? The, the hairy lemon, where it looks like a hobo trying to t- trying to go around saying nickel to see the hairy lemon, nickel to see the hairy lemon. Nobody wants to see his hairy lemon. No. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to the next topic, which was yeah, music. we should. 
thought because we're getting carried away. Since, oh, I, since we're just sorry, stuck on a list do, of pub names. There's a one called The Quiet Woman and the picture is a woman with no head. <laughs> I like the fact that the sign looks like it's got space for a head and just someone's painted off, like, not painted it. I want to go here. My father's mustache. Right. <laughs> Off the fucking site, otherwise we'll get stuck here constantly because the next one's the bucket of blood. I'm just nipping out to uh, my father's mustache. Yeah. Right, I've got right. I've got one for music. Shall we do music first or unbelievable? Music. Music? Okay. Jordan, <clears throat> what's your music? It's to do with how music helps mental health. Oh, it that does. is good, Jordan, because this month is mental health month. Is it? Did you, awesome. know, did you I, just know that? No, it's not. My it. mental health is so fucked, I never pay attention to that shit. Yeah, so it's, it's, people it's, should go donate to mental health charities instead of buying buying us cups of coffee and the usual shit shit ones you do. So, music apparently <laughs> reduces pain and anxiety. In, in juices? Reduces. Oh. Not in juices. <laughs> what reduces it? Painting? P- no, music. No, listen, no. To mu- listen to music? Yeah, Kyle, music reduces pain. No, I, th- I thought Jordan said, like, music and painting reduce the anxiety or something. Like that. I thought no. he s- said no. something else. He said Redu- music reduces pain and anxiety, and I thought we said injuries. Because oh, it says, yeah, Bob Marley once sang one good thing about music. When it hits you, you feel no pain. Well, it well you do. But what about uh, a really powerful speaker? That it do- yeah, you do get pain from that. Yeah. Or the Irish woman who has the record for the loudest shout It's, it's ever, like if you listen, it's, if you yeah, listen yeah, to rock music, quiet. if you listen to rock music, you get more angry. Yeah, you do. So people who listen to rock music going back to cars, but I'm not staying there. I'm just linking back. Uh, people who listen to rock music drive uh, quicker and are more aggressive in traffic. Uh, I don't know what you're on about. I drive very yeah, normal. Course. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I drive on my knees and I'm three millimeters off the concrete. No, I am the most relaxed driver you will ever fucking meet, because I could fall asleep at the wheel and some still Kyle, 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 press that bullshit button. <laughs> yeah, you're really the angry. bullshit button. No. <laughs> but no, I'd, I'd, I've never fallen asleep at the wheel, but like, there have been moments, you know those moments where you're just sort of driving and you're just so relaxed and then you look up and you're like, how the fuck did I get here? I'm at my destination. Yeah, that's this just it. muscle memory because you know where you're going and that. But, but for, but for me, yeah. it says here as well, apparently, that if music was a drug, it would be mar- marketable. It is marketable. Yeah, it is marketable. That's how it works. No, like if it was a drug, like if they were selling it as a drug. Yeah, but it's still but, marketable uh, anyway. Th- 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 it it is marketable in that way as well because there are literal therapies that you pay to go to it's, to spas and stuff that do a, music therapy. It says music is non-invasive, safe, cheap intervention that should be available to everyone undergoing surgery. It's non-invasive. Non-invasive, yeah. I'm guessing that means it doesn't shove anything in your body. What about a really powerful speaker? I mean, it still technically doesn't shove anything in your body; I mean, it just fucks up it your ears. Could implode your body. The sound waves could go through your body. Um, there was a study done in 2014 by researchers from Denmark that found music may be beneficial for patients with fibromyalgia. Well, a disorder that causes muscle and joint pain and fatigue. My 
well, I know someone who has fibromyalgia and they're always angry. I know someone that's got fibromyalgia and they are very always angry. I know someone who has fibro and <laughs> they are usually always depressed. Sorry, sweetheart. She's on pills for it, though. Um, she also is angry sometimes. Love you. L- listen, <laughs> listening to calm, relaxing, self-chosen music, reduced pain and increased functional mo- functional mobility significantly among 22 patients with fibromyalgia, according to the investigators. Uh, it's usually things like nice piano melodies, like um, Beethoven's Silence, things like that. Not pop and reggae and shit why, like why, that. It, why do you think most stations or like McDonald's put classic on? Like classical music? Get rid of the punks. Get rid of them young punks. Uh, I've, I spoke to a McDonald's employee. The reason that they do it in Ashton is literally to get rid of the chavs at 1am. <laughs> What I'm saying, so because Kyle turns up for his 18 help to pack it. I'm not a chav. Noise, noise, it would still kill him. I do <laughs> sit there, sort of waving my hands along with the tune and just being very happy that that it music says, is playing because the new normal shit's why, terrible. Why does the music appear to ease pain? While the exact mechanisms remain unclear, many researchers believe one reason is because listening to music triggers the resub. Opioids in the brain, the brain's nat- natural pain relievers. All right, so why don't you just give them opium? It'd be easier. That's illegal. More expensive to produce and requires slaves. That's, why don't you just go back to selling so it to China? So basically, the whole world just becomes a bunch of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Pretty much. No, Sherlock Holmes was was addicted to meth. No, he was addicted <sighs> to opium originally. He was addicted to everything originally. Oh. Um, no, the um, it's your your brain basically handles everything. So if your brain's already being overridden by something else, then it doesn't find the need to tell you about it. It's sort of like how you can forget that something's hurting by making something else hurt, because your brain goes, "Ooh, that's a new thing. Focus on that." An effective stress. It's an effective stress reliever as well. Because did you realise when people feel stressed, they automat- most most people automatically put music on? No. I don't put music on when I feel stressed. I start shopping the things and throwing things around. I don't know when I feel stressed because I just listen to music permanently, like, all the, t- yeah, but, all the time. Yeah, but yours is, like, I'm aggressive rock just... music, so... And I, I don't know. I don't know when I feel stressed because I my brain doesn't do stress. It sort of gets to the point where I have nosebleeds and nearly collapse, and then goes, "Okay, maybe it's time for a break." They've also found the key to parenting. Don't have kids. Music. No, it says <laughs> they found that infants remained calmer for longer when they were played music. They also remain calm for longer when you. No, no. Just put headphones. Just put them headphones when you when you put them to bed. There you go. That's been known music. for ye- <laughs> that's been known for years. Why do you think you've got music boxes and like you know when you've got mobiles. babies that have got the little turnstile things above them mobiles and yes mobiles that why do you think they play soft gentle sort of little bell tunes? Oh, they're not blasting It's been known for years. It's been known for years. I mean, to be fair, I feel sorry for my child. It'll be growing up on rock music. Not if it comes to Uncle Jones, so, it won't. You know something about rock music, Kyle. <laughs> Yes, go for it. Do you want to know? Um, oh, 
where have I put this? Right, I've lost what I was looking at and I found Barry Manilow. How's that happen? Anyways, whilst you're looking, it also helps music with memory. It does. If you can, if you can remember things, it's why when you're learning that, different languages and stuff, they sort of try and teach you songs like Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques. That's why they say as well, like older people or people with Alzheimer's or dementia, for them to play mu- their music from when they were young. Right, Kyle. It makes them remember. It it does help remember because it, it triggers a part of the brain. Do you want to know who was the first and so far the only band to have played on all seven continents? Queen! No. Isn't it the Beatles because they got kicked out? No. Of one. Or, like, it's some... It's some... The Who? Like, big, famous band. No, yeah. it's, um... It's The Who? It's not The Who, but it is a famous band. It's, um... Oh, Rolling Stones? It? No. Uh, Iron Maiden. No. Duran Duran. Metallica. Sorry, Metallica. Yes. Metallica. Metallica. It is Metallica. Two... I'm sure we've had this already. Yes. Possibly. In 2013, uh, they achieved a Guinness World Record after becoming the first musical act to play a concert on all seven continents. They set this record after performing for 120 scientists and comp- uh, competition winners in a transparent dome at the Carlini Station in Antarctica. The band actually held the concert on all seven continents within one calendar year, so do have that record as well, following tour dates in North America, South America, Europe, Africa, Asia, and Australia. And, Kyle, do you know what nation? Yeah. Do you know what nation has the most metal heads per capita? Sorry, the most metal bands per capita. Russia, Isn't it Finland. Yeah, that's oh, so fifty-three point five metal bands per hundred thousand people. It's because Finland's big in the death metal scene, and if you if you look at a lot of their Eurovision things, it is death metal and stuff. And if you li- if you look at a lot of Finnish sportsmen. They do listen to rock music because it's just so popular over there. It's not as out of the loop and not in the charts around here. Rock music is in the charts a lot more over there, apparently. Which no, is in this awesome. country, it's pop music, which is and even music. They also know that you can get, in 2015, a Canadian astro called Chris Hadfield released his first album, which was entirely recorded while he was in orbit in space. Hmm. Yes, because Chris Hadfield is an awesome... Uh, astronaut who's done loads of different talks and stuff and he's one of the ones I watch when he reviews space footage and stuff and he took a guitar up because you're allowed to take items up to entertain yourself and he took a guitar up and did performances and stuff Yeah, he does live performances on the International Space Station or he did, I don't know if he's allowed up anymore because he's a bit old I didn't know this but apparently music in a way helps with recovering brain injuries and treating seizures and strokes it does. Apparently, also help, music also helps plants grow as well. Increasingly, research is indicating that music can help aid recovery from brain injuries such as that from a stroke. In 2008, a study conducted by researchers from the University of Helsinki in Finland found that stroke patients who listened to music for around two hours daily had better verbal memory and attention and a more positive mood than those who listened to an audiobook or nothing at all. Yeah, it's it, music is one of the best inventions ever made by man. The rhythm and everything just gets your brain par- going and like just it sort of rewires your brain a, par- a little bit. It just the rhythm and the repetitiveness, it's really good for you. Apparently as well, it aids in speech recovery following a stroke. 
it it's one of, it's one of those things like we'll all have that thing where you can think of a moment back in time and you'll have a song associated to it. Like I can remember playing the first Assassin's Creed game and listening to Deep Purple or or um playing no, not playing. Uh, planning D and D. Get when we first got into D and D, and listening to emotionless and wide voices. It every every once in a while, you'll have a song associated with a memory because it'll just be so impactful, and you'll just have listened to that song so much during that period in time. Yeah, and it that's what it is. It's basically you you create the links. So if you hear that song again, you immediately create the link to that memory. That memory immediately becomes at the forefront of your mind, and you immediately remember that information which can help with speech and stuff if you've been if you were in that memory if you were talking in that memory or if you remember a scene in the game or if you do anything like that because it will help you talk about that memory as well. Do you know who invented music? Technically there was no main inventor because music is just making noise with a certain with a bit of a rhythm. So technically cavemen Nope, because of because of being mound fires going ooh ooh and hitting things. Apparently, it was Pythagoras. It was not Pythagoras. Might have named the fucker, but music's been around since the Stone Age. He is known as the inventor of music. He's not. Why did Greeks get all the credit? He's the inventor of a fucking maths problem that is completely pointless to learn, but everybody needs to <laughs> learn it for some stupid reason. Also, what came first, language or music? Music, music, yeah. Because, like, because, like I said, the the cavemen, even when they were, even when they would just make noises and stuff. Listen to nature. Nature has music in it. Everything has music. The river flowing has music in it. The formation of ground has music in it. Everything has music in it. If you look. And listen. That's why, na- lang- why ca- listen, language, the sound of nature is a calming thing. Lang- language has to be developed and to the actually to the point where a, a Native American uh, and no, I'm not talking about you uh, actual modern day American twats. I'm talking about the, Indians, the, 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 the actual Americans, not the real Americans, not the fake British yeah. ones. Yes. Um, Not the ones that come out of trees. Irish and French and Dutch and everybody else. Um, but yeah, the it's the um, if native native uh, saw that we had a written language and this, but they didn't at the time. So he developed a written language that was supposedly much easier to learn than English and only took about two weeks. Within a set amount of time, but his English entire people knew this knew, knew this written language within like a very short span because he invented it because he saw, he saw ours and just went fuck it I can improve on that. English is a proper also, in the arsenal though because made up so many different languages. Oh, yeah. Oh. Also, talking about colo- co- colonials and all that sort of shit, um, the Australia is one of the only countries that did not develop archery independently because we talk we took it there. Is Australia that prison that's upside down? Yeah, yes. it's that place that's upside down. Because uh, uh, most most <laughs> countries, mo- most most cultures, most <laughs> most countries developed some form of archery one way or another. We yeah. all everybody had a different sort of style, but everybody devel- developed the 
let's get a bit of wood, put a string on it, and shoot another bit of wood with a pointy thing also, on the end from it. But Australia didn't really develop that until it started getting colonised and until people took it over there. They didn't independently because develop didn't it. Because didn't the Aboriginals use spears and bolos? Yes. Spears, bo- spears, bolos, slings, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, which were much more effective in their environment than a bow and arrow because of the animals and stuff that they were trying to hunt and right. what they were dealing yeah, with. It's easier to open stomach. Do you know why music music can make us cry? Because it's sad. Because it makes the it makes the it makes the emotional links. Like I said before, it it connects the emotional links to emotional well, memories and things like that, and it causes you to think about certain things. It's, so if you hear a sad song, you usually connect it with something. Yeah. What also? Why classical music can make us cry? Okay, the <clears throat> Tears and chills or tingles on hearing music are a psychological response which activates the parasympathetic nervous system as well as the reward-related brain regions of the brain. Studies have shown that around 25% of the population experiences relation to music. Reaction to music, I mean, not relation. I feel like if you don't react to music, it's because you're deaf. And even then, some people still react to music because they feel the vibrations. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd agree with that. You can still feel vibration. Um, yeah. Oh, did you know the first human originally ma- originated from the African continent? Well, between 70,000 and 100,000 years ago, Homo sapiens began migrating from the African continent and populated parts of Europe and Asia. They reached the Australian continent canoes sometimes between the 35,000 to 65,000 years ago. So, yeah, apparently humans originated from Africa. Yeah, but all, all life that originated from Africa. For years. Yeah, all life originated from Africa. And no, I'll not say it. Yeah. From when the continent, when we were a big Pangea and not split off continents, uh, because because newsflash to people who didn't know, Earth was was at one point a giant Pangea, which all, is just one big landmass. They also reckon humans will go extinct in the next seven point eight billion years. Oh, fun! Well, not be there so time. Yeah, um, fun. Ninety five percent probability of that happening. Can we speed it up? Oh, wait, we are. Yeah, well done. I'm working something out, so... Are humans still evolving? Mm-hmm. Apparently not. Yes. We are apparently at our final evolution. Or there's some people in the world that haven't even gotten past the first part. Yeah... I can't name them because we can't go political. Well, I mean, you can't name them because it's most of the population of Earth at this point. Yeah. <laughs> most, most of the people that were born in the millennium. Uh, that's also your dumbass. Yeah, but we were 2000, after 2000, I meant. The actual <laughs> proper millennium. But no, um... Yeah, um... 19. Oh, no... Humans. What, what were we talking about? Music. Yeah. Yes. 
and then I put onto like politics. No, it was no. Why do they say this? When was Adam and Eve born? There's no such thing. They weren't real. I want to know what Stefan's doing right. where he's just on his phone, then randomly um, going nineteen, yeah, twenty. No, I'm working out. I'm working out. Yeah, right. So hold on. I want to. So I'm going back to musical instruments here. Do you know what the most expensive musical instrument ever sold was? Uh, I want to say it's going to be an old classical piano, but I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it's either an ancient tribal drum that was stolen by colonists, or if it's like some gold-plated flute. No, because I can imagine, I can imagine it being any of them. A drum? Well, have no? Have you ever heard of a didgeridoo? I know that you can get. I know that some violins <laughs> sell for like twenty thousand pounds and stuff, but uh, that's not the most expensive. Of course, because from Africa. Have you ever Ooh. heard of Antonio? Oh, go on then. Is it is it a musical artist who's pa- Is it like a musical artist's um like um I'll, instrument no, who passed right. away, and it's like the last I'll, one they use? I'll give you a clue. It's nothing to do with who played it in their lifetime. It's who right. made it. Okay. So I'll say something you might. Have you ever heard of Antonio Stradivari? Stradivari. No. Yes, because Stradivari uh, violins and yes. uh, basses and things are yes. some of the most expensive you can get in the world because they're meant to be the best and like handmade from scratch and everything. Yes, Stradivarius violins. So yes. uh, there's a couple of things. So first of all, I want to address that. Basically, they were made in the 17th and 18th centuries by the Italian family called Stradivari, particularly Antonio Stradivari, right? Who in Latin would have been Antonio Stradivarius, so hence the Stradivarius violins. Um, yes. They were absolutely... They, uh, they, basically, they made a, a lot of different... Um, Violins, violas, cellos, and other string in- instruments um, that are now revered throughout the world. Um, the market values are insane, but what I will go on to is basically they were absolutely beautifully made um, and they've, they've been like idealized. And, and people, it's, it's kind of a placebo, so people will say that the Stradivarius violins are so well made and so uniquely made. That they will, that they actually produce a better sound, and if you're, however, they don't. Well, if you're told that this is a Stradivarius violin, and you are, and you are playing it, you will, you will think that that is a better sound thing. But it's a placebo because they've done blind tests, including, and this is this is great. If you had this right, so where where was that one that I was looking for? Uh, in a test in 2009, the British violinist Matthew Trussler played his 1711 Stradivarius. Said to be worth two million US dollars. Is this where he played in? He played in public basically as a busker, and he made thirty pound during the day from tips because no. everybody like because there is there is a case. I don't know if it's the same guy, but they basically took a violin that's worth a shit ton of money, and and they sell out concerts for like where a ticket's worth a thousand pound, and they sell out every night, and they went and basically busked in an underground station or something. And the the bus there for, I think it was something like four, five, eight hours, something like that. And yeah. they only got about £30. 
Yeah, compared no, to so the, and it's the same performance, same everything. They checked the acoustics and everything, same everything. It's just because he wasn't in a theater. Yeah, there's been loads of them. The thing is now that um, they're very hard to prove because um, they're still so 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 sought after. So there's been loads of blind um, things, and a lot of people will identify what they think is the best violin. They will identify what they think is the Stradivarius, but really, it's not any different. It's just pretty much down to the way it's made and stuff. Um, but there are yeah. so many people um, uh, yeah, so it was, it's thought it would be due to wood density and x-ray them and all sorts. I mean, uh, it's mad. So there are about 650 original Stradivari instruments that include harps, guitars, violas, cellos and violins that are still survived today. But there are thousands upon thousands of violins that have been made in tribute to Stradivari Copying his model and bearing labels that read Stradivarius, the presence of the Stradivarius label, therefore, does not confirm that the instrument is a genuine work of Stradivari. I do. No. I hate it when people do that. If you're going to make a tribute, don't copy the manufacturing symbols, because yeah. that's, that's... It's no longer a tribute, and it's just a copy, and it's plagiarism. If you're going to If you're going to make a tribute... Put your symbol on it and have like in tribute to, and then have the name or something. Don't have their symbol, because then it it becomes plagiarism and copyright now, and everything. What I will say is, I'm not saying that it doesn't sound. I'm not. I'm not saying it does sound better <laughs> and it's a load of bullshit and you know the blindness and a load of shit and stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying it sounds better than. So, for example, the founder. I will. I will say. Um, I'll continue with that a little bit. In 2009, uh, he he played the East. He sent in eleven Stradivarius. Uh, which is set to be worth two million US dollars. He also played four modern violins made by the Swiss violin maker Michael Ronheimer. One of Ronheimer's violins made with wood um, that the Emperor, which is the Swiss Federal Laboratories uh, for Materials, Science and Technology researcher Francis Schwartz, had treated with fungi, and that received 90 of the 180 votes for what people thought was the best tone in this study. Uh, the Stradivarius actually came second with 39 notes. So there are ways and technology now of producing better sounds. I'm not saying it's the best sounding. But if you've ever heard them played by a professional violinist, obviously someone who's really good, they do sound beautiful. But do you want to guess how much the most expensive one is at all? Uh, 20 million. You're closer than you might think. So it was in 2011, the Lady Blunt... Stradivarius violin sold for a world record of 15.9 million. Right? Yep. Now I wanna... People will collect stuff. <laughs> now, what I, what I want to talk about here is uh, that was it was named after Lord Byron's granddaughter, Lady Anne Blunt, who owned it for 30 years. Um, and it was sold by the Nippon Music Federation in aid of the Japanese earthquake and tsunami appeal in spring 2014. Um, yep. Sorry, in 11. But in spring 2014, the McDonald's viola was put up for auction through the musical instrument auction house, uh, Ingalls and Heyday, in conjunction with Sotheby's, via a silent auction with a minimum bid of $45 million. Uh, the auction failed to reach its minimum bid by the 25th of June, and the viola was not sold. However, so you'd think $45 million, you think that's insane. Uh, for a violin that will probably never be played and either just put in a museum or some rich cunt's display case. Yeah, we also like think so it many can't other possibly things. be worth yes. that. Like, you think 15 uh, minutes ridiculous, but 45, you just take the piss. I don't even know. I know that someone bought a bottle of wine for a million so, pounds, so you know. Yeah, so what I was working out is that 
Experts, money has no value to rich cunts. Yeah, so what I was working out, um, oh, so there are a few that are that have been stolen and are still missing, but that's yeah. Um, what what I was working that's out like before is that the uh, the re- experts say that these uh, violins uh, increase in value between ten and fifteen percent every single year. Right. So I've used the minimum of ten percent. Yeah. And yeah. I went year by year by year. So in the last 10 years, so 2011, Lady Blunt, um, which was it was a violin from 1721, sold in London for 15.9 million. Now, that's the most expensive musical instrument in history. Now, if that was sold in 2011 for 15.9 million and it increases by 10% every year, right? That means that by violin theoretically, should be worth 49.19 million. Now, that is an investment if that if it pans out like that. That is an investment. It will probably just be sat in a display case anyway. Oh, 100%, but still, dude. Also, can we just. The most British thing ever. You've got a, a, pro, you've got a violin that is increasing 10% on its value every single year, and it is currently worth. At the time, about two million US dollars, right? And some guy goes, "Oh, can you come and play it to some people so that they can see if it sounds better than some modern violins?" Yeah, if you want. Wait, he probably uses <laughs> it to perf- to perform anyway, so it's it's probably no skin off his back, and he, no, he probably got paid for it to be honest. Dude. But yeah, yeah, so that's insane. I've got a thing for you to guess. Oh, okay. Okay. What is the oldest musical instrument known to man? Ooh, well, it's got to be a wind instrument. Grass, because you can split it and play it. <laughs> nope. Or your hands. Nope. The oldest musical Actually, instrument known you, to man. Your, your hands or your mouth. Oh. Your tongue. Your tongue, because you you make most of your noise with your Dude, tongue. Dude, it, it is, is it a wind instrument? It's got to be wind instrument, because what I had there before... Uh, I don't. I don't know because you would have had to have technical knowledge of drilling the holes and stuff. It's. The, it might have been much easier just getting a bit of wood and hitting on it and using it as a basic drum. Okay, but is it then a drum? No. Is it a wind instrument? It is a wind instrument. It didn't make sense because oh, you could okay. blow through tubes and stuff and make some kind of noise. You could have like some kind of horn, war horns. What yeah, the thought prehistoric used to blow things, didn't they? I don't know if they were horns. I don't know. Is it a horn drawn? No. It's a wind instrument. Uh, is, it, is it a flute? Is, is it a trombone? It's a flute. It's a flute. Is it, a co- is it, it, was known, it, it was known as the Neanderthal flute. Sounds like Neanderthal flute. Like so together we got there. It's okay to fuck up with. I feel like Neanderthals would have probably had horns before they had flutes. Also, so, what? Yes, shut up. What is the oldest song in the world? Uh, uh, nobody knows because nobody would know what the hell people would sing in Caveman Days. Right, I'll give you. There's eight of the oldest songs. This is the only, the only time I want to say these. I know we're not supposed to. Is one of them but... Journey, Don't Stop Believing? No. This is old, old music. Yeah, so is that. The, the f- eight, it, it is in the year created the mid-13th century. 
in the origins of England. So it's not, it's, so it's, not the, it's not the oldest piece of music, it's the oldest recorded piece of music. Yeah, it's the oldest recorded piece of music. Oh, also, well, no, because Jordan didn't say piece of music, Jordan said songs. People played music before there were com- okay, commercially so, so recorded yes, songs. Okay, so oldest, oldest song reco- recorded. Then. It says, Suma is I See You Men In was the eighth oldest song. Yeah, it's not catchy. Seven in 387 BC or CE. What the hell's CE? Common Era. Country BC of origin. is before Common Era. Uh, yeah, 387 CE, country of origin, Roman Empire. Uh, Tadium. <laughs> Tadium. <laughs> Which was I feel like it's going to be basically. Which was also called a song of the church, <laughs> and an Abazian hymn is was also one of the earliest Christian songs of praise. Oh, uh, number six, which was created in the fourth century CE, let all mortals' flesh keep silent. This was a country of origin was Greece. You see, the thing is, if you count, if you're counting hymns as songs, I think you should disallow them because they're not songs. They're terrible. They were, <laughs> they were not made to go te- along te- with music. Te- if you, te- listen, te- if you songs... listen to, no, if you listen, I'm not saying that's great, one... but don't piss off every religion at the same time. Because you, no, you it's, sing... it's one of those things of if you listen to a hymn with the music being played with it. It's a case of the music is never in time. They never coordinated it. That's it why terrible. I also say pop music's not a song, but, you know. Very true. That's good point. So, so, some pop music is all right. right. It has pop music now is not music? Most music no, now so, is some, so, some pop music. Most pop most music now isn't, but yeah. some pop music now is okay. You know, it's still got you know, nice beats. Right. You still know got what's really, 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 really pissing me off at the minute with most of the music that's in the charts? It's the same music. It's not. It's two lines, right? So it's two lines of fucking music, like two repeated. Sorry, yeah. And then they just repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And they're like, "Oh, look, this great brand new song." No, it's not. It's fucking shit. If you write two lines of words and then go right sing that fifty three times, that is not a fucking song. There's no structure. Yeah. The basic structure of music is a verse, a chorus, so, a verse, so, a chorus, so, a verse. So the structure of the Foo Fighters then. Only Foo Fighters. No, alone. the Foo They're Fighters decent. have got different songs. This will the, off, the, the Foo Fighters have got good songs. We're talking about the people like fucking. Oh, what is it? Where they just sit there going cash money, cash money, cash money, no, stupid Kyle, shit like that. I'm gonna send you one that I want you to listen to after this because it's so fucking annoying. Number, f- anyways, number five is Phaos Heliaron, which was late third or early fourth century origin Greece. I can't say number four. It's an Egyptian music. <laughs> uh, f- so uh, I've got the top three. Number three. It, it's basically re- it's, it's religious songs or songs for rulers, that sort of thing. Circularios Eptiafia, which was created <laughs> in 100 CE by ancient Greek town of Tralas, modern day Turkey. I love Jordan's pronunciation. I, don't I know what all struggles for get, pronunciation, I think, but I love them. I think we should just get Jordan to read for him things sometimes. Um, number two was Delphetic Hymns, which was created in the 128 BCE. First hymn may have been written in 138 BCE, BCE by ancient Greece. In the country of origin was ancient Greece. 
And number one... If it was written by ancient Greece and the country of origin was somewhere else, I'd be worried. <laughs> uh, number one is the Hurrian <laughs> Hymn to Nikal. The year created 1400 B- BCE. Ancient Amorati Kineti, city of modern-day Syria, basically. Written by Unknown. It is basically. A... I would assume most of them are unknown. No, this is basically mm. this hymn was a cult hymn. Every religious hymn is technically a cult hymn. Every religion Ooh. starts as a cult. Over the and years, it does. Fair. If you think, if you oh, think about 100%. it, every religion starts as a cult. Over the years, the song has been reconstructed by musicians and researchers, and anyone can listen to what the song may have sounded like through online videos. The H6 tablet is currently located in the National Museum of Damascus. Well, think we've got we've got those as the oldest recorded songs, but you know for a fact there would have been songs before that just weren't recorded, especially if they were done by poor people, because a lot of these recorded songs will have been either created by a rich person or like transcribed by someone who could read or write or like a rich person or something. Also, music is 35,000 years old apparently. Music is way older than that. That's one thing that I'm not too keen on with humans is like we're, we're trying to we're trying categorize everything. Say this is the oldest of this. It's not. It's this music is the was, oldest. And music recorded. And actually, music originated from Africa. Music. Uh, that's because everything originated from Africa. Yeah. <laughs> music. Music. Uh, music originated from when the sun went boom. Wow. The the oldest song on Spotify. How would you go from ancient songs to Spotify? Because I'm just basically going through one... the list of uh, suggestions on Google. It's one hell of a list. What is the oldest song on Spotify? The Hymn of Ugarati? The Hymn of Uganda? Uh, yes, Joe. Yes, Stefan. What? I'm going to send you the, the lyrics to this song that I've got, that, I've, that I was thinking of. It is the worst song I've ever heard in my life. They were like, oh my god, it's so good. And they were talking about it on the radio. And they play it all the fucking time. And they're like, oh yeah. And they're always on about how great it is. It is the worst, most diabolical piece of shit that I've ever heard in my whole entire life. I'm looking forward to it now. Dude, this is where I like the song just because it pisses you off. You (laughs) cannot like this song, like, even if you want to. When it's written down, it doesn't seem that bad, even though you get the idea of how repetitive it is. But I want you to listen to it. After we've like we'll book them off before you go off your camera, but when we we'll stop recording, who, because do you want to know? Do you want to know who invented rap? No. Oh well, it was in the nineteen seventies. It was a person called DJ Cool Heck. Okay. He's apparently widely credited uh, with kicking off the genre. His back-to-school parties in the 1970s were the in- in- incubator of his bur- burgeoning idea, where he used his two re- record turntables to create loops, playing the same beat over again and extend the instrumental portion of a song. Right, Kyle? I feel like that would be the type of guy who had very little friends, or people avoided. Kyle? Have you read that? Well, this changed quickly. I did a quick skim. Yes, it's terrible. I mean, dude, you have to listen to it before we But I want to talk about our future. Our Fredo future. Oh, God. Our, our Fredo our future. Our office future. Okay. Our political future. Oh, God. 
Okay. You did you did yes. say this in the chat. I wasn't too sure if you would want to say it live or not. Yeah, I'll say it. Right. So when you let when you um this solves a lot of our problem, right? So in an electoral system, right, a deposit is the sum of money that a candidate for an electric elect electric elected office such as a seat in a legislature is required to pay to an electoral authority before he or she is permitted to stand for an election. Right? Um, in the tip Which of... is why you don't get normal people being MPs and stuff, because we're not rich enough. Right, so what does it say? What it says is, uh, in the typical case, the deposit is collected... The deposit collected is repaid to the candidate if the poll, after the poll, if the candidate obtains a specified portion of the votes cast... The purpose of the deposit is to reduce the prevalence of fringe candidates or parties with no realistic chance of winning a seat. If the candidate does not achieve the refund threshold, the deposit is forfeited. Now, what I did learn was that if you pay to get a seat and you don't meet the threshold, you don't get your money back, it goes to Queen. Um, but there's more to it than that. So in the UK... is it, is, Wasn't there a guy... Didn't, like, Sir Buckethead... Run oh, for something. he's run so many things. In which case, he's in which case, he's paying money to run. He beat right. Nigel Farage. Hold on, there. He so, did. in since 1985, the deposit in elections to the House of Commons for the UK has been 500 pounds. Right. So you have got to hand in the cash, bank as draft, or other forms of legal tender. When the candidate submits a nomination paper, it is refunded if the candidate gains five percent or more of the valid votes cast. So you only have to get five percent to get your five hundred quid back. But even yes, if we how don't, much is five percent of the UK? It doesn't matter. Even if we don't, right? For the UK, you basically, um, it talks it talks about uh, the different things. But basically, what I found out that in the UK, you get for this five hundred quid, you get free use of public spaces and offices. To hold meetings and stuff, so we'll get an okay. office, right? <laughs> it's five hundred quid, and that lasts for the for the well until the next election, so potentially four years. Okay, right. And if if we do somehow we get five percent of the vote, we get our money back, so we've got a free office. And but on we top are now that, a political party. On top of that, it promises that well, that was part of the plan anyway. Before we knew this, <laughs> on top of this, um, it does say that it would also offers great promotion. So you get free promotion, a free office, and even if it's not free, even if you don't get your hundred percent of all, it's still only five hundred quid for the year for free promotion and office. Uh, so everybody will end here and <laughs> and say we will be running for some position in the future. Although for one of you, because if Boris Johnson can do it, we can. Yeah, if Boris John, if if the people that are in politics now can somehow do it. We can, because we're much fucking better than that. Also, we, We've got also, much better we, also, we tell the truth. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, wait, that means we'd fail. That means we'd fail. Yeah, we're not good politicians. Oh, there is a guy who, uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk about briefly, I can't remember the point or anything like that, it's something we should probably look at. But basically, in ancient Greece, uh, it was very much names in the hat. Everybody who was old enough, over 18, registered onto the electoral roll, if you like, before... Uh, voting, you would actually the uh, they basically pick you, so you you couldn't become a career politician, you couldn't become a career liar. Uh, you yeah. would be a normal person, and just like getting called up for jury duty, your name would be called Bosch, right? You're a politician. Yeah, 
And there's a Isn't guy that, yeah. running or was running in the UK uh, a few years ago who wanted this to come back. There's a name for it. I can't remember it. I'll research it probably. Uh, but there's a name for this kind of democracy where it can be literally anyone, like out of, like like uh, pull the pool for a jury. Is that how the Conservative Party picked Boris? Uh, no, he's a career liar. No, he's a career liar. He's that paid his way there. Fine then. Is that how so, the Republican that, Party picked Donald Trump? A lot of the problems with democracy is that people do just become career liars and then do, wanting things to benefit themselves instead of the country. But, yeah. I mean, that is the issue of politics. We would get away with that because we <laughs> don't want to benefit ourselves. We want to be- benefit everybody. Yeah, we just want the office. Once we pay for 500 quid, we've got the benefit for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we would. once we've got the office, we don't give a shit. So we'll help, we'll help the people. We'll make them know. Maybe we'll make a wall one day for one of our meetings. Podcast we'll make the North fucking amazing. <laughs> Imagine us having a meeting in Parliament, which we sit and do in the podcast while Parliament sessions going on. Getting rather well, speaking. Boris Johnson in the background calling people what was a great superb blessing of vertebrate jellies. <laughs> God damn this! T- ah, shut God, up, Boris. God damn this! Taking off air. <laughs> God damn it's taking off air in the corner again, running that podcast. Well, well ah, fuck off, Boris. We're busy. It's all, yeah, we're it's doing all right. actual work. Something you've never heard of. We're the only working class people in this place. Every time one of them, every time one of them says something, one of us stands up. Yes, when you want, I call bullshit. <laughs> yep. Every single I'll just bring the button. Yes. I'll just bring the button. Hello and bullshit. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're constantly going. Points of order. Point of order. Point of order, Mister Speaker. <laughs> anyway, this thank you very much for listening. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Vote for us in the, in whenever we decide to run, and you will be rewarded with a. F- truthful fucking candidate <laughs> and an actual actual good policies that will probably help people because we do actually care. have good ideas sometimes we and we care. do actually care because we live here we don't live with a silver spoon in our arse with no knowledge of what actually goes on in the world yeah for, the, for us and depending on who wins the argument we will either no longer have to pay council tax or we'll be at war with france that's only stefan's policies we will argue with Stefan don't worry (laughs) but anyway it will be you will have a country run by four people however it will be four people with fantastic ideas that can make each other not do stupid shit sometimes Mm, it would be four completely incompetent people not capable of running a country but it would be funny Also, also we would listen to the public which is we can be more more than said for a lot of people in politics. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Find us on everyone. Facebook, tw- Twitter, uh, Instagram. You can find us on our basically everything's on our website, takenoffair.com. If you Google search takenoffair podcast or takenoffair.com, you will find us. There is Patreon, Buy Me a Coffee, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything you need to find about where. Give her a drop her a message and e- whether it's an email, a Facebook comment, a message on Twitter, whatever you want. Let her know anything. Just yes. Basically, give give her ideas for the political political party. Tell her what you think of the podcast. Um, tell her to shut the fuck up. We don't give a shit. We try not to be too <laughs> negative because we don't want a massive negative community because we're already bad enough at that anyway. 
But no, don't mind constructive right criticism. But it's fine to be negative in a constructive light. If you don't like something, that's fine to say it. It's fine to voice that opinion. Uh, we can yes. learn from it if we are continually doing something that we that our listeners don't like or that isn't good. Would rather you know know about it and we can try and fix that. But don't just be nasty for the same. Don't just be negative for the same. Yeah, don't be an arse. Don't, don't just be an arse and and don't go trying to pick a fight because it lose. is a fight that you will not win. Yes. Because we are from the north. Yes. And, we'll set st- and we will we'll steal all your pedals. Um, yes. Also, yes, go like, follow, share, and uh, talk to us, but don't donate us this week. You want to donate to any mental health charity that you see fit. Uh, we, we don't yes. necessarily have um, a link set up to any donation page or anything like that, but it is Mental Health Month and it is important we, to do go and support. We, we don't. Because mental... This is mostly, this is mostly because of my dislike of Life. a lot of charities <laughs> and things like that. However, I will say, no, if you want people. to support, if you want to support a charity, go ahead, especially with it being Mental Health Week. There are a lot of good charities to do with mental health. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of good charities, especially dealing with suicide lines and things like that. Because, Support them if you can. Because mental health but, is a silent killer. Yeah, But we, would, we will not push you or anything like that, and we will not put links up to specific ones so that you go and only follow a specific one. Because yep. it's your choice who you support. Yeah, and they we don't want to influence that. And yeah, everybody's important. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. That is all from us this week tonight. Uh, there might not be an episode next week, depending on if these guys can get together, because I won't be on next week. I'll be on next oh, week. Oh, Jay won't be either. So maybe we'll maybe recording on Saturday next week when he'll back. Oh God, <laughs> maybe I can't. It depends on. It all depends. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thank you very we'll much. Get, either way, we'll get up podcast now, but we won't be live next week either. Um, yes, it'll be we'll pre-recorded. Week after, it'll be pre-recorded, maybe. Yes. Just like this. Au revoir. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. Press the button, <laughs> Stefan. Press it. Press it. <laughs> Press it.